my name is Michael Floyd, Notre Dame grad, Super Bowl champion, and you're listening to my episode on For the Athlete. You're listening to For the Athlete, a podcast aimed at humanizing the athlete by giving them a platform to control their own narrative and tell their life stories. As always, here's your host, Brooks Huber. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to For the Athlete. I'm Brooks Huber, and today I'm joined by former NFL wide receiver and now real estate agent, Michael Floyd. Michael, thanks for coming on to the show. How are you doing? Hey, Brooks. I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I love that we're doing this interview at night because I've done the past interviews at like 6 a.m. You know, I'm on the West Coast time zone. Everybody else is on Central Time or Eastern, and they always want to do it in the morning. And I have to wake up super early, so I'm glad you're able to do it at night. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, my day starts at 5 a.m., so I go out. I get out of the house quietly because my kids are still asleep. Uh, I go and get a workout in, and then, uh, you know, the the time that I get more quiet time is when they go to bed. So that's, you know, it's peaceful now. Well, hey, I apologize for cutting into that. I didn't know it's going to be such a great interview. Um, like I mentioned to you before, I had um, Brandon Zilstra on the show, Chad Greenway, both Midwest guys, and you're a Midwest guy yourself growing up in the St. Paul area. So it's great to have another Midwest guy on the show. And yeah, you grew up in St. Paul. Walk me through what it was like growing up there and then switching schools in high school to get better opportunities for college. Uh, yeah, I'm from the east side of St. Paul. Um, majority um, uh, public schools didn't know anything about, you know, private schools. Uh, grew up in a town home of four sisters. My mom um, went to Hazel Park Middle School and then, uh, you know, you had to make the decision on where you want to go to school. And all my friends from my middle school are, you know, talking about these two public schools in St. Paul, uh, Como Park High School and Johnson High School. And I was uh, I was closer to Johnson High School, so if I went public school, that's where I was going to go to. And, uh, you know, uh, my eighth-grade coach um, on the team that I played for, um, you know, from fourth grade, from third grade on to eighth grade, uh, Coach Santoya, he was the sophomore coach at, uh, Cream Durham Hall, where I attended high school, and he came out to me and my best friend, uh, Shady Solomon, and he goes, you guys should check out uh, Cream Durham Hall. You guys should think about going there. And we're like, what is that? Like, We don't even know what school that is. So um, it was crazy because uh, Johnson High School was 7-0, and uh, Cream was 7-0. and They were playing uh, one night, and I said, you know, whoever wins this game, that's what high school we're going to go to. And uh, Cream blew him out probably 50-something to eight or something like that. And, uh, you know, that was, made my decision pretty easy. Uh, so, you know, I, I attended a Catholic private school. Um, that I never thought I would be going that route, but uh, I just know that. Uh, and I tell people to this day, the best decision of my life. That's great. I went to a Catholic school myself in high school. So that's good seeing those ties. Uh, I read an article and you, know, you can tell me, you can fact check it if this is true or not, but that was a way to kind of afford their high tuitions because those places have extremely high tuitions. You ended up leaving home at 5 a.m. and catching two city buses to help set stuff up at school. Is that true? Yeah. So you, you, um, you had a, uh, my job was to clean the weight room. 
you know, you can pick any job you want to clean classrooms, stuff like that. Well, we chose the weight room where, uh, you know, where we're at a lot of the time. Uh, so, yeah, I would take, you know, bus 71 downtown St. Paul and then get on the 74 to get out to, get out to Creighton. took about 45 minutes um, to get there uh, through the boat buses. But, uh, yeah, I got there, uh, and that's kind of how I paid off my tuition. Also, my mom, uh, the high school set up uh, concession stands at uh, pro uh, arenas. So people who had to pay for financial aid or need to help their parents would contribute or the student themselves would contribute in the concession stand during a Timberwolves game or a Twins game or a Vikings game uh, to pay off their tuition. So is that how you got your hard work ethic and even got into sports being around those teams? Kind of, yeah. I think mainly from, you know, uh, the way I was raised. Um, you know, my mom always got up early in the morning, uh, got me, got our whole family dressed, uh, me and my youngest sister. Uh, and uh, we had to take the bus everywhere. Uh, my mom still to this day doesn't have her license. Uh, so sometimes she does take the bus. I don't know why she does, but uh, she still does. Uh, I guess it's just something that she's just been so used to for her whole life. So uh, that is kind of where I got my hard work ethic at. I love hearing mom's influence on people. Uh, let's talk about... You were a five-star out of high school. You were very good there. But you're also a very good basketball player, too, averaging close to 24 points per game in your senior season. Were you ever considering playing hoops? No, the confidence level wasn't there. Uh, you know, <laughs> I was just out there kind of I was just out there kind of just uh, doing the conditioning and playing basketball uh, just to, to stay in shape for football. Uh, it's crazy. We used to go on all these uh, – I played on an AAU basketball team. We used to go all over the country. And, you know, all these big-time coaches' names are there. You know, Mike Krzyzewski, you know, Roy Williams. Uh, and uh, I would always have the best game. Uh, I think a lot of the guys were just a little nervous, uh, you know, having them guys there. But, I mean, I, I just knew that I wasn't going to school for basketball. So I just played, you know, my game as, as best as I could. And most of the time I had the best game. That's awesome. So, hey, the pressure wasn't on you. You were just ready to ball out. And, well, hey, I'm glad yeah, you decided no, to play. No pressure. Yeah, exactly. I'm, did you get any offers for basketball, or did you just not even consider talking to any of those coaches? No, I think if I considered um, at all, um, I think I could get some offers if I wanted to, but I think they knew my, my mindset was focused just, just mainly on football. Thankfully, you decided to play college football because it ended up working out very well for you. You committed to Notre Dame. What stood out the most to you about Notre Dame, and what sold you on spending your next four years there? Oh, well, kind of like uh, my high school, and I knew what my high school was kind of all about. Uh, you know, they had uh, a history of sending kids to college, and uh, it was a good academic high school, uh, and that's what I wanted to be be around uh, people, you know, who wanted to, you know, fulfill um, and, you know, kind of go past high school and go to college. Um, I would have been the first one in my uh, family to go to college. So I, you know, I wanted to be in a position, put myself in a position to make that happen. So uh, going to Creighton, like I said, was the best decision, gave me the best chance of going to college. Um, and that's why I chose Notre Dame. It's very similar. 
uh, everyone there wants to be successful and wants to, you know, exceed at everything that they do. And, uh, you know, they always say, like, if you surround yourself with people like that, you know, that's who you become. Uh, so that's mainly the main reason why I wanted to go there. It's awesome hearing that you were the first in your generation to go to college. And now you're paving the way for your children to do this, to go to college too. So that's awesome to see. And let's talk about the brotherhood there that you had at Notre Dame. Some names that come to mind are Manti Teo, Harrison Smith, Kyle Rudolph, who was your roommate in college. What was the brotherhood like there at Notre Dame with those guys who are known as great team leaders? Uh, I think mainly uh, because Harrison was a little bit older than me and Manti was uh, a little bit younger than me. Uh, But uh, Harrison was the same driving class as me. But I think the guys who I came in with, uh, I think there's 20 to 22 of us uh, since I was 17. I've known them going to the All-American uh, uh, bowl game down in San Antonio. Uh, we've been friends ever since. I, I think I might not talk to maybe one or two of them in that whole class, maybe three. Uh, we've always been uh, very close since we were 17 years old. So I still have a group chat of of a whole bunch of guys that I talk to daily um, about various different things. Uh, now it's a lot about golf now that we're a little bit older. So uh, that's where we uh, most of our conversations come from. But our relationships still stay the same. Um, and if I haven't talked to any of them in a while, um, if we, you know, see each other at a Notre Dame game, you know, it's just like, you know, we didn't miss a beat. And uh, it's all love. That's great. So after that, after you balled out at Notre Dame, you ended up becoming a first-round draft pick in the 2012 draft by the Cardinals and spent your first four full seasons with the team. How do you characterize your time with the organization? Oh, well, when I got drafted, it was kind of nerve-wracking, especially being Were, were you in there New in York attendance? I was, I was. And uh, I honestly did not know where I was going to uh, land. Uh, but I did know I w- was going to be, like, I don't know, top 20 pick. Um, and I remember my teammate, uh, when I got down there, Larry Fitzgerald, you know, he told me that, text me on the side while the draft is going and saying, you know, if you're at 13, we're going to take you. So, um, still had nerves because obviously you never know what can happen you know, you in know, that right? instance. So, um, it actually, you know, became true and, uh, a 13th pick to the Arizona Cardinals and, uh, had a blast on there. It was, it was fun. Uh, I don't think it gets much better uh, place, you know, and that's where I picked up, you know, the game of golf also, because uh, either you, you know, I think as a NFL player, uh, you either play video games in your off day, off time, or you, you go and play golf. So, uh, you know, I chose, you know, to be outdoors in the 110 degree heat in Arizona and play some golf. So. Well, yeah, see, that was my next question, is I read that you picked up your golf game sharing tee times with Larry Fitzgerald and Carson Palmer. What was it like golfing with them? And out of you three, who's the best golfer? Oh, man, uh, I would say Carson. Uh, you know, I, I, I've only been playing for seven years, um, but um, played some of the top two best um, older guys, uh, teammates that uh, I've been around. Uh, just. Uh, sh- Good friends, good teammates, and uh, just guys that you uh, can see yourself being around with all the time. Uh, and like I said earlier, like 
the two guys where, you know, I can text them anytime and it's like, you know, a moment was never, you know, gone and we can leave off where we where we ended. Uh so it's uh it's always good to have friends like that. You've been very fortunate to have such a brotherhood wherever you've gone. And that leads me to my next point. After your tenure with the Cardinals, you ended up being picked up by the Patriots and won a Super Bowl in the year that you got picked up with them. How special was it winning that twenty-eight to three Super Bowl ring? Man, it was it was awesome. Uh, you know, it was it was uh, God's blessing to me. Uh, I got picked up by the Patriots, and uh, you know, got one touchdown out of them from Tom. Uh, and uh, it was just a great experience. It's it's an organization at the time where um, you know you kind of evaluate everywhere else you've been and. You, you wonder and you know the reason why they win so much is because the the atmosphere and the energy and just the the level of you know professionalism that's there and uh you know it's it's just a totally different place than anywhere else yeah I don't mean to start any beef here so I had Glover Quinn on a couple of weeks ago and you know he was talking about his Matt Patricia days over there in Detroit and he kind of had some mm-hmm. fun things to say about the Patriot dynasty saying that it was, for the most part, all Brady. Would you think the same way being there for one season? Or how do you characterize the, their success? Man, I mean, having a, having a guy like Tom makes, you know, the whole thing roll. I mean, just the level of expectation, uh, professionalism, uh, someone who, you know, you know not going to take, you know, the easy way out ever. Uh, and just... Uh, Builds everyone up. He's just a positive, energetic guy. Even at the age that he was, um, he gets the most out of everyone. And it doesn't really matter, you know, if you went first round or undrafted. Uh, someone who, you know, you know, not going to take, you know, the easy way out ever. Uh, and just uh, builds everyone up. He's just a positive, energetic guy. Even at the age that he was. Um, he gets the most out of everyone. And it doesn't really matter, you know, if you went first round or undrafted. Um, if you're good enough to play, you're going to play. And uh, I think um, if you, when you get that opportunity, you got to make it shine. Uh, and it was it was just a, uh, a great time being there just to seeing how, how different it is than every other organization. That's a fair point. Well, after your time with them, you won the Super Bowl ring. You bounce around between um, a bit between the Vikings, Saints, and Commanders. I want to zero in on your time with the Vikings. Being a Minnesota kid growing up and having the chance to play again with your college teammates, Harrison Smith and Kyle Rudolph, how much did it mean to you to be reunited with those guys in the state you grew up in? Uh, well, it's always good to be on a team where you know people. Uh, so, you know, it's, you're kind of feeling like, you know, you're, you're always – getting a warm welcome already. Uh, you know, I've been knowing them guys for 15 plus years now. So um, being, you know, teammates of theirs uh, was pretty good because I felt super comfortable from day one. That's great. And then when you finished your career with the commanders, how do you know it was time for you to hang up the cleats? Uh, I think when it gets to that bouncing around, uh, you know, having to do a workout, you know, all the time, and I just, the body gets sore, and, 
you know, I, I met my wife in 2019 and, uh, and my daughter also, uh, Sienna in 2019 also, uh, you know, it's just, it's, I got that feeling like, you know, I, I'm not going to put my family, you know, bouncing around from state to state, you know, having a house here, renting a house there, you know, trying to buy a house back in Minnesota when I have a, a house already in Arizona. So, um, uh, I think it was just, I, I felt that it was the right time to, um, you know, call it quits. Hey, well, you're a true family man. I'm not sure everybody would be able to do that. Cough, cough, Tom Brady. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But no, that, that's awesome, actually. <laughs> that's all I want to touch on about your NFL career. Now let's talk about what you're doing now because you're doing some really fun stuff. You are in the real estate agency business. What attracted you to being a real estate agent? Man, well, um, I play. I used to play about two years ago. I quit early morning basketball with a whole bunch of guys who either played overseas uh, or played in college. Uh, and I've all these guys started talking about investments and you know being a real estate agent. And uh, you know, I got interested in it. So you know, I took you know the the tests on what it takes to to become a to get your real estate license and. Uh, I did it, and uh, now that's what I do um, full time. I enjoy it. Uh, it keeps me super competitive, uh, and I never saw myself also being in a cubicle and you know in a corporate job like that. So, being able to get up in the morning, you know, do my morning routine, and then uh, you know get get everything going and on what I want to do. Uh, like I said. It keeps you super competitive, and uh, every day is different. Right. So you had to sell yourself in high school to the scout or to the recruiters in college, and college to the NFL. How do you sell potential clients on yourself that you're the right man for the job? Oh well, sometimes I say, you know, uh, you know, my my resume, my resume, you know, basically speaks for itself. Um, what what kind of person do you want, you know, working for you? Uh, you want someone who's hard working, who's dedicated um, into what they have doing and knowing that they're going to get the job done no matter what. Uh, so I pitch that a lot. Um, for the most part, it works. Um, and I think for the most part also is, um, you know, just forming relationships. You know, the relationships uh, go a long way. So uh, I usually say, you know, if I get to meet with someone in person, um that it's not too many people who's not, you know, going to like my personality and um, and uh, my jokes and, you know, how I go about, you know, everything. And they know 100% that what they're going to get out of me is just a hardworking, dedicated person. And, uh, you know, I enjoy that. And I enjoy meeting new people all the time. And obviously you're not going to get everyone, you know, on board with you and not everyone's going to like you, but... Uh, you know, I, I try my best every single day, uh, to be better. And, uh, you know, just like all the hard work that you had to put in to get into the NFL, um, I do the same thing every single day. Uh, when I put my mind towards something, uh, you know, I go after it 100%. So you're taking everything that you learned from the gridiron and implementing it into real estate. And with that in mind, what's been the most rewarding part of the job for you? I don't know. I, you know, it's my first actual job um, outside of football. 
Um, but, um, you know, all them values that you, you, you implemented, you know, playing football and growing up and none of them go away. They're all still there. Um, and, you know, that's what I use every single day. I just, it's just something that is ingrained in me to, you know, just want to be successful in something. And this is the kind of career that I chose to want to be successful in. That's phenomenal. So my last question for you today, this has been an amazing interview and I appreciate you for taking time out of your night to come on the show is what do you see for yourself five five years from now, professionally and just in life in general? You know, when I, there's always a question uh, when I, uh, when I'm talking, when you start in real estate, you know, people talking about your business plan. And uh, one of the questions is, is why, like, what's your why, why are you doing this? Um, And usually my why, it doesn't really change too much, you know, uh, you know, why I want to be successful in something else, but also I want to be, um, you know, that, that figure that, you know, I can be successful in something else other than football. Um, and also to show kids also that, you know, yeah, it's, it's great to play in the NFL or play in uh, any professional sport, but, you know, you have 60 more years left to live. Uh, and what are you going to get? What are you going to put that effort that you're putting towards playing sports into something else? And uh, that that is something that I want to show. And also to my kids, you know, yeah, daddy played, you know, professional sports, uh, made a great living, uh, made a lot of money. But, uh, you know, he does this and he buys and sells homes and invests in real estate now. And he uh, does a lot better. So you're dominating on both ends. You dominated in the league and now you're dominating outside the league. And I mean, you're right. A lot of people don't understand that there's so much more than just football. Your career is only so short. Not not everybody can play 22 years in the league, league cough, cough, Tom Brady. But yeah, that's great to see. Yeah, you just got to find something that um, that you are passionate about uh, and just go for till into it. You know, I, I kind of... Uh, this morning I was thinking about just the word believe and just how much, you know, I had to believe in myself, uh, you know, to get to the level of playing in the NFL. And, uh, you know, if you don't believe in yourself that you can do it, you know, who else, no one else is, you know. So, um, you know, I put the most uh, pressure on myself uh, each and every day to to be successful and learn and educate myself and, you know, and listen to the people who in this business has been successful um, and just take it all in and try to get better each and every single day. That's interesting that you bring up that quote. That was my senior year yearbook quote last year. Uh, you know, if you don't believe in yourself, how is, how is anybody else going to believe in you? And that's something that I live by. You always got to believe in yourself and have confidence that you can do it. And you, Michael, you have that. You have that. And whatever you do, you're confident. And that's great to see. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else you want to talk about in your life after football? Um, I would just kind of say, uh, you know, uh, go for your dreams. I don't know, you know, who all is going to see this, but 
uh, kind of like bringing it with the believing too. You know, what whatever you have your goals and aspirations to be, you know, you know, don't let nothing stop you from, you know, if you really want it, you're going to make the sacrifices to do it. And uh, sometimes, you know, the sacrifices, you know, it's not going to be what you want to do, but in order for you to get to the top, uh, you have to do it. And, uh, you know, I think everyone in order to be successful has to take sacrifices. For the athletes all about inspiring the next generation with these stories, with the words of wisdom, and you, sir, you provide that today. That's all I have for you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You have an incredible story. And come on anytime you want. And I wish you nothing but the best in the real estate game. And golf, too. Don't forget about golf. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, Brooks. Yes, yes. Don't forget about the golf game. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I'm Brooks Huber. Signing off till next week. Thank you for listening to the Michael Floyd episode on For the Athlete. Thanks for listening to For the Athlete. As always, be on the lookout for another athlete appearance next week. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and wherever you listen to podcasts.